Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Black Boy Joy Podcast. As usual, you have me here, Kieran, joined by... Ainsley. You make it sound like I'm just like some guest who got off the street then, Kieran, man. Oh, oh, sorry, let me make it very clear. Ainsley is my co-host, sorry, no. No, no, sorry, <laughs> not my co-host. <laughs> I'm like getting Ains- fucking latoya here. No, no, Ainsley and I are co-presenters, co-hosts, <laughs> sort of get this aligned um, or straightened out from the beginning right how's it going Ainsley I'm doing well I had my coronavirus vaccine yesterday there we are um I got the Pfizer one like apparently the uh, it's the AstraZeneca one that's the one that's like really controversial and being mm. effing everyone up absolutely yeah I've I've just booked mine today I was, I've been waiting for time, you know, and it'll be, I've seen, so, there were so many friends of who are younger than me, like, getting it, I'm thinking, how have you done this? One dude, mm-hmm. like, he just turned up, like, where, where he works at is gym, there's a hotel next door that was a vaccine centre, and they were like, oh, on Thursday we have spare doses, so I was like, okay, cool, and he's like, he's 26, I was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, Shall right, we, uh, anyway. Yes, let's get to business. <laughs> <laughs> so... Who's, I can't remember, whose idea was this? Was it your idea, what we're doing today? I think it was. I believe was... it was my idea, yes. Yeah, so we thought we'd do an album or multiple album reviews today. And the way it would work is that we would select two albums each that the other person may or may not have come across before. Just two albums that we liked that we want the other person to listen to. And then we'd come together and discuss all four during the episode. So, Ainsley, would you like to let everyone know what you picked for me and why you picked them? Yes. Yeah, so I'll I'll do the album that I picked first, and I'll go into why I chose them, like when we actually talk about each one. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one that came to mind was the 2016 album "We Are King" by the the girl group King of, of the same name, not an imaginative um, name for the first album. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think personally, it's an album that is just so slept on. Um, I've been like trying to get so many people to listen to it. I've been trying to get you to listen to it on a number of occasions. For time, and it finally did it this time. Right, so yeah, so now I got you to sit down, listen to it properly, and I'm I'm so excited to uh, talk to you about that one. Okay. And the next okay. one is um, Deacon by Serpent with Feet that was released earlier this year in 2021. Okay. And to be honest, I wanted an album by a black queer person. <laughs> and okay. um, when I think of an album by a black queer person, he's the first person I think of. And mm. I think like that album in itself is quite different to music he's released before. So that's something that I want to get into as well. Okay. So for my albums, um, I was I had to have a little bit of a think. Uh, amongst our friends, I have a reputation, rightly or wrongly, for primarily listen to old music like throwback music 70s and 80s and for you know i mean it's totally warranted warranted. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's always it's always expressed to me that i need to be dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century obviously i listen to some current stuff obviously i do um but maybe i'm not as rigorous as i like aims and other friends like they always know this artist that artist loads of new people i'll know like the sort of bigger names like of them like soul and r&b these days um, but it's effortless and new stuff, I think. Anyway, but yes, I so I went for two two more recent albums, not super recent. So I went for Durand by Durand Bernard. That was released in I want to say twenty nineteen. I want to be actually let me double check. It's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. So Durand, I came across him on um, when did I first come across Durand. I think it was Instagram. I know he has sung backup for Erica Badu. And actually, Ainsley, when we went to see Erica Badu at Primavera, he was singing backstage, back up for her as well. Um, but, you know, he's also mm-hmm. artist in his own right. Um, and that's, I, I was introduced for, to him via Instagram because he's got a, just an amazing personality and he's just really funny, like really talented, amazing voice. Mm-hmm. So I thought, let me check out his mm-hmm. album. I think I'd only listened to like a couple of tracks like ages ago. So I thought, okay, let's do it properly. Let's both listen to it properly. So that was new for both of us, really. Uh, and then... It's actually funny because in my head, I, I thought, oh, just to annoy Amy, so I'll just say Azealia Banks' 2014 debut album, Broke with Expensive Taste, because I know that we always talk about Azealia Banks and Ainsley and you know, another <laughs> close friend of ours just have no time for her whatsoever. But I thought better of it. <laughs> and then and then he actually 
convinced me was actually, you know what, as we've spoken about her so much on the podcast, and she's forever topical, why not talk about <laughs> her debut <laughs> album, Broke With Expensive Taste? So I thought, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I think we've got a good selection across the four albums. Yeah, to be fair to Azealia Banks, I feel like we, like, if... If you if you wanted us to have anything to say about her, I'm sure she'd want it to be about her music rather than about like any mm. shit she had to say about someone, exactly. or any shade that she was following, or any beef that she was having. So it's past. Well, considering it's been so long since she actually reared up her head in this podcast, it's about time that we got into conversation <laughs> about her. Exactly, and it's Over probably G. high time, yeah, that we got into conversation <laughs> about her about her album. I actually Ooh. think of the four albums that we've chosen, that mm. believe it or not, probably the most popular one. Which was the most popular? Well, a bulk of the expensive taste. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you want to start with that then, one? Um, of the four, no, no, we should leave that one. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, to the end, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I want to start with um, with King, with uh, We Are King, the 2016 album. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so when the album was released, that was in, in as I said, 2016, mm-hmm. one of, I'd, say, I'd go on air and say that one of the best years ever for pop music anyway. All the big albums came out. It was like literally insane. And um, there was what Lemonade by Beyonce. There was A Seat at the Table by Solange. Anti Barriana, I think. Anti Barriana, yep. That's 2016. There was The Life of Pablo by Kanye. There was Blonde by Frank Ocean. Oh, there was Malibu by Anderson Pack. There was Telephone by No Name. There was Black Star by David Bowie. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you're was, not a music uh, journalist. No... <laughs> 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 but yeah, and so like in a, in a such a stellar year for music, mm-hmm. I kind of think that this album is a bit slept on, as I was saying before. So um, the album uh, We mm-hmm. Are King what is one of the I think it's like the only R and B album that's been nominated for a Grammy by on by independent artists and i think oh, because yeah. they're independent artists um they don't have the backing of like a studio so all of that um all of that traction like in social media in marketing i think that's why it stayed a bit underground mm-hmm. okay well i i'd never come across it until you mentioned it to me um how did mm-hmm. you discover them actually honestly i don't know i reckon it was you know when like what when you're on spotify one day Mm. And you hear one song, you'll hear like one song by uh, by an artist, mm. and you're like, "Oh, this is interesting." Like, let me check that out. Yeah. And then, and then I listen to that. I listen to the next song. Um, uh, the one that stands out to me is the third track, three Red Eye." Right. I okay. was that, and I was like, after I heard that, I was completely, completely sold on them, completely hooked. And I remember because usually if there's an act that I like that um, that their music really speaks to me, obviously you want to go and see them live. And I think yeah. I missed them when I discovered them. I think I'd missed their their one live performance in London at the time, mm. and I don't think they've performed in the UK since. Or if they have, I've certainly missed them. Okay, well we can look at. So let's get to the album then. Um, yeah, it's a strange station because obviously I've listened to it a fair few times, but it's still the I can't. I'm not at the point where I can rec- I can play every song in my head like and remember what it sounds mm-hmm. like. Obviously, there's about two, th- three that I quite like quite a lot. Um, the overall sound. It's a strange one because it's kind of it feels like a little bit old school, but it feels quite futuristic at the same time. It's um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's quite I don't want to say ch- it's quite chilled, but it's quite dreamy. Mm-hmm. I think I thought about yes, it. Yes, yes, quite dreamy. It's yes. definitely it's definitely nighttime music. Like mm-hmm. also like it sounds very much like sex playlist music as well. Not in a vulgar way, but just in <laughs> just in the very relaxed nature of it. I thought. Um, yeah. It's just, it's quite soothing, I thought. Yeah, definitely. And like I've listened to it a fair few times, but I still need to listen to it more. I think definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I like what what tracks I like. I like in the meantime. I like mm-hmm. carry on. What was mm-hmm. the other one? I'm looking for the track list. I'm trying to remember which ones stick out to me. And you said Red Eye, and I know, like, I can't remember recall what that one sounds like. I know as soon as you play, it, I'll be like, okay, you're right here, because I know like most yeah. albums near the start, I always remember the tracks from it. Um, yeah, it was nice. Which 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 tracks do you like on it? Like. Apart from Red Eye, like. So, um, in the meantime, the one that you just mentioned was featured on an episode of Insecure. Oh, right. Okay. But it's literally, it's not, like, it's not long at all. It's like a 10-second clip. 
that introduces the and then it's gone again. Oh, okay. But I, I know you don't watch Insecure, but um, anyone, I expect I expect our listeners, to be honest with you, to, to watch Insecure. Uh-huh. And that show <laughs> just has the best soundtrack. I honestly, hear like, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can tell that the music is, like, made by black people. <laughs> you know, mm. like, like, black Americans that yeah. have, what, kings that have... Um, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, Girls in the Hood, um, that uh, features in there. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't know Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I know but, a few of the tracks. Fuck me, being good, I'm a bad bitch. I'm sick of, getting sick and tired of trying to tell me how I live. I'm a uh, hot girl. I do hot shit. You don't know that? It sounds familiar. Did she finish the verse with Ah! Like she always does. <laughs> 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 That's her thing, isn't it? Ah! Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Now it rings a bell. But yeah, I know a fair yeah, bit of Megan Thee Stallion's. Yeah, no, I, well, I always yeah. hear about that having a really good soundtrack, though, and you recommend it to me. Like my brothers have as well. Like, um, I, I mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. Though. I'm just really shit with watching yeah. TV, so yeah. Um, so I would describe, I would describe We Are King as, like I said, it's, um, I think you said like dreamy, like kind of like. Like, I, hate, cause I, don't, I don't always like the term, like, dream pop, because that kind of, like, what does that mean? What is that going to sound mm. like? You have no idea. Yeah. So I prefer to say more, like, synth pop, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you said that it sounds, like, quite old school, but futuristic. Mm. And I think the reason for that is because of the vocals. Like, the vocals are very layered. So um, they had their band features, three women, two of them are sisters. The sisters are Amber Strother and Paris Strother. And the mm-hmm. third is Anita Bias, who is no longer. So after they released the album, I think they parted ways. So oh, right, okay. um, the two sisters still making music together. I don't know what Anita Bias is doing. Okay. But yeah, but they sound they sound so old school. Is one is in the in the way they treat the vocals in the album. Mm-hmm. So because like I said, like it's quite high like um, the one who sings most of the like most of the lyrics is a, what you call like a soprano, mm-hmm. and they can like they can really get their voice to soar like to go high, and it has that real underpinning which with the other two. Yeah. And because like I said, there is like a lot of like studio work, like um, added texture to the sound, that kind of makes it sound a bit more dreamy as well. Mm. So and with the lyrics and the subject matter, because. Like you're saying, like you could have sex to the, to the album, but it's like there's nothing raunchy about it necessarily. It's not it exactly. It goes not. on the theme. Yeah, it goes on the theme of like love and like tenderness and sensuality and that sort of thing. I think. Oh, again, I can't remember how it sounds in my head, but Supernatural, I thought in particular, had like were the mm-hmm. lyrics and the the act and the music, like the sort of the sound world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is quite dreamy. And also, among the like, it's a good it's a good album to get high to as well. I think. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just very it's just very calming. Like, but yeah, so. it is. Yeah, and I think the futuristic elements come from definitely the production in it. Mm. Um, so one one big thing to note about um, We Are King is that like because they're independent artists, everything is done but everything was done by the three of them from. The songwriting to the producing to the mixing, the mastering, everything was done by them, mm. which I actually really like because it means that like how they would have had it in their minds is probably what we heard, what we hear in the record. Complete control, yeah. That's I yeah. Like that. But in the production, like I said, it has like a lot of synths in it. Like um, even when like even when like it's usually a piano or a keyboard that's like doing like the main kind of like like. Um, harmonic underpinning in it but mm-hmm. it's always that synth underneath that kind of like to keep that little flow make a bit of a soundscape in it and that was and the 80 sound what, i was getting i think definitely that is 80, well. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i think that's what kind of makes it sound a bit 80 but also a bit futuristic as well mm. just because it has little bits in it but i think what i loved most about it is like the it i think it's got a really great combination of what i was saying before of that synth that's just like Adding, it's like I don't. It's like adds like a haze over the sound. If that makes mm. sense, haze is yeah, exactly the yeah. right word to use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so um, it adds like a bit of a haze over the sound, and then there's just some really great, like really great musicianship, like really great instrumental work done in it as well. Which like in like the last five to ten years, I would say, especially unfortunately in our genre as well, we're obviously like R and B. Mm. Um, new soul stuff like that 
tend to be lacking like i think we i think we tend to be kind of more like instant gratification with our song so we want a three minute mm. song we want to hear the hook we want to hear the chorus then done again yeah and does it, it sounds sometimes like to pick up on that sometimes it can sound a bit too like methodical too too mm-hmm. like formulaic and like you know when someone's got mm-hmm. really super crisp clean production but it's kind of missing mm-hmm. some oomph like it, it feels a bit too studied mm-hmm. like i don't mm-hmm. like albums like that but this is nice because it's polished but it's not overdone. Mm-hmm. It's not overproduced. It's not. Um, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like someone's following a template. It's just. It's just nice and it yeah. flows well. I think. One hundred percent. Across the two albums you picked, I did. I did actually think. I was like, why is he gone for two albums that are quite, you know, sedate in general, like, like not too upbeat, but at the same time, you don't always have to like. It doesn't have to be like you know, get up and dance to all of them. To be fair. Yeah. Well, so, not not every not, not every day it's, it's get up. <laughs> yeah. Not every exactly, day it's get up yeah. and dance. <laughs> it's, it's my um. It's my lack of concentration span where I, I like I need upbeat music to, like here and there. But it's it's not even that bad. But no. Yeah. But no, I I enjoyed the album. I, like I said, I haven't finished with it. Yet. I do need to give it some. Like I've probably listened to it probably already like a handful of times. But I think I still need some more listens mm-hmm. as well. Um, because I don't. At first, I kept thinking, oh, all the tracks are blending into one, but I don't think that. But I think that's part of the whole album thing. It's a collection of work, and mm-hmm. I, I would never say all the albums sound the same. But it's like it's there's like a there's like a, a is it cohesion cohesiveness whatever I can't remember the noun yeah, is, but like, across yeah, like all all tracks, yeah. it it works well. So I'm gonna spend even more time with it. Maybe I should try mm-hmm. listening to it sober as well. That might help. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you asked my favorite track from it, which is hard. It's a hard one because. Honestly, I've listened to it. This is one of the albums that, like, for me personally, doesn't have any skips in it. So mm-hmm. there isn't one song where I'm like, I, I don't want to skip this. I've got this another time. But yeah. I would, excuse me, I would say, so um, Red Eye that I mentioned, yep. I think it's gorgeous. I think they do such a great key change in it as well. Um, you know, like the, uh, the modulation in it. They do such a great one in that. So mm-hmm. I'll say Red Eye. Straight after that, into Supernatural, the extended mix is really great. You mentioned in the meantime, in the meantime, um, which is yeah, yeah, and then the last one, the last standout would be Oh Please, which is what I heard you voiced out with me the other day, and I knew that was the song that you were listening to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing like one final listen before we're like gonna get, get yeah. together and record, and um, yeah, I had the flat to myself, so I just got out of the speaker and blast out, blast out the tunes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But, I, love, um, I love. I love voice noting people. And I've got music in the background and seeing who clocks what I'm listening to. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. doing that. It's a good game. It's really fun. I think one time, was it your, what, your cousin? I think I was in. I was sitting in my car. I was listening to um, Adina Howard freak like me. He was like, "Why are you having? Oh. A, he was like, "Why are you having a nineties party in the background?" I was like, "It's always a nineties party <laughs> with me. Always." <laughs> well, you got that. You got that side chick song on. <laughs> that's such a tune. <laughs> You know that song, man. That's that's one of those songs. Like when you're a child, are you there? Yeah. Are you there singing up and down to that song? Yeah. And then you go up and like, oh my god! Yeah, you just like, you have no. You literally, as a child, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh, I like the sound of this, and then you think, oh, oh, like, there's, there's so many songs like that. Oh. I don't. I want a rough net brother that can satisfy me. Are you actually, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the Sugar Babes cover didn't. Um, it's it's a nice it's it's, it's cute but like it can't compare to the original and obviously mm-hmm. it's it's a sample Absolutely isn't it not. it's a sample of um mm-hmm. uh, is it Bootsy Collins I can't remember I'd rather be with you I didn't know that to be fair it's like not it's like not loads of it it's like um like it's a sample but it's not like it's not based really heavily on the original track but there's a little bit of it that's based on it but anyway mm-hmm. uh back on track shall we. Are we, um, do you think we've said what we need to say about We Are King? Um, yes. If you had to give it to me, are we rating them or are we not rating them? Ooh, Actually, yeah. no, I feel like you should give, you should give your final thoughts on it since if I'll I give rate it to you to it, listen it's to. It's very difficult to rate this one because I still need to spend more time with it and it's not something I would jump to listen to, I don't think, as well. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I do think the quality is there. Um, so when I give this out of 10 it's not so much the quality it's more just my how much it fits in with my taste i'd probably give it a 7.5 i'd say I, I would, I'd that's go a good for. score i think that's a good yeah. score yeah so what did you think like so what yeah so like what did you think of like me like giving you that to listen to um i didn't know what to expect to be fair because you've not i don't think you've ever like given me any music to listen to or recommended anything that sounds quite like this um mm-hmm. But I think it shows we're quite different because you know what I'm like. I like sentimental chord progressions, like you know, like dramatic harmony, um, mm-hmm. 
upbeat music, but a, a mixture as well, um, and like really colourful sounds. This is this is quite a mature album, I think. Definitely, definitely quite mm-hmm. a mature album, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so I, I, okay. I, you've not shown me anything before that kind of sounds like this, but um, no, I was I was yeah. open to listening to it. Like I said, it's it's not it doesn't jump out at me, but I, I do I do rate it for like I think the quality is there definitely, um, and it's and they're mm-hmm. interesting and they sound fresh. Okay. Cool. That's a yeah. That's a um, that's a good place to end with King. Are, are you gonna rate it, or is there any point in us rating our own albums? Do you think? What, what do you reckon? I don't think there's a point in me in me rating okay. it. I mean, like it's like um of the of those twenty six albums that I mentioned, that's like one of my favorites. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be biased with it, aren't I? There's no okay. point in me in me rating it. Right. Like let's... over to you, Kevin. Okay. So shall we start with Duran then? So yeah, <laughs> this is quite a fun album, I think. Um. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, just, I, I love his voice. Let's just start off by saying that he's got an absolutely mm-hmm. amazing voice. He's kind of like, is he a baritone slash tenor? I don't know. But it's, um, he likes all these different riffs and like when he, his, his low mm-hmm. notes are just fucking gorgeous and he always does these really funky like, um, like plummets and in, 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 like in the sound like, I can't do it at all because mm-hmm. I can't sing. But, um, there were some parallels between this and Serpent with Feet, but like, I think the one being, the main one being that, uh, it's nice to see people like like sing about gay love like quite explicitly and like it's just nothing. Yeah, you don't really hear yes, about that. Like, you don't hear that yeah. too often, do you? But with him, like it's um, yeah, he makes it really fun and kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'll be saying something really filthy, but like it's got a really funky beat to it at the same time. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I don't repeat, but like um, I can hear like the Erica Badu influence definitely. Um, and he mentions mm-hmm. there's, there's one track where he's, you know you hear like a bit of um outtakes where he's talking. He yeah. mentions a name. He's and saying so and so was an influence, and was I think it was Levon Bennett, maybe I want to say. I'm not sure. I've not, I've not heard mm-hmm. the person. But I'll, I'll look them up. Um, but it's it's it's. I think it's a really fun album. I think definitely. Uh, what are the tracks do I like on it? Uh, Stuck with Ari Lennox. That's a banger. I like Company. I, I like... love Ari Lennox, by the way. Yes, yeah. So basically, actually, if you look at, like, I've got all the track lists in front of me, but from Stuck, mm. you know, you know, you get some albums that have like a run of like four or five tracks that are like the best ones on the album, like sequentially. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You got Stuck, and that's followed by Company, Curiosity, and with Curiosity, I think he's talking about like you know trying new things in the bedroom that he hasn't tried before. Um, mm-hmm. But it's done because it's got the kind of like it's weird because it's kind of got like it's full of like hope and optimism about something new. But it's also really, like, yeah. you know, he's talking about something dirty and, and like, there's a funky bass line as well. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some great mm. bass playing as well throughout the whole album. Um, yeah. Great bass playing. Relocate. I think I, I sent that to you the other day, didn't I? I was listening to it. Relocate yeah. is just funny. Um, talking about, obviously, a dick so good, it makes him want to relocate. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I don't, I've just had these lyrics up here for that one song. Because, like, when I heard that, and <laughs> never thought I'd say dick so good, make a bitch relocate. <laughs> Yeah, but it's weird. it's got like a, it's got like a nursery rhyme feel to it, even though what he's it singing has, about. Yeah. It's very funny. I yeah, <laughs> Dick's so good to make a bitch relocate. <laughs> Skipping yeah. over several states. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that is great. But I think I like this album captures his personality because like I said, I discovered him through Instagram, and yeah. he's like he's, he just seems like a really fun person to be around, like really charismatic, like a big heart. Like um yeah. yeah, and I think the album like does like it captures his um it just captures his like whole vibe really well. And volume as well, yeah. the one with Kate Trinada. I can't even remember mm. what it sounds like in my head right now, but I remember really liking that track. Um again. Yeah. I spent I'll spend some more time this album, but in general, like it's um it's quite an easy listen, I thought, but definitely. Like um mm-hmm. it's, definitely. It's yeah. But what did you think? So I definitely enjoyed the album. I will say of like all of the features had on it. So there's Avery Lennox, Cape Trinard and Annie Weiss and I love all three of them. Mm-hmm. But um for the album itself, I think like yeah, I think it's smartly it's smartly produced, so it's smartly made. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's some real talent in but in both both the production and the musicality of it. Yeah. Every song flows, every song goes down, like goes down sweetly, like um Mm-hmm. I always, I always say like a sugary pill. <laughs> so they all sound good. <laughs> they all sound good. Um, Duran Bernard's voice as well is is gorgeous. He sounds good. Mm-hmm. I think the only like the only thing with this album is that like before I got to before like I really started listening to the lyrics, 
it did remind me of like quite a few like his contemporaries. Mm, yeah. Like um like Anderson Pack for instance and the mm. three nationals. I was thinking of I was thinking of him when um uh, when the when the uh, tracks are going by. Mm. But I do think that you are correct is that, that the thing that, that makes this album different from let's say Oxnard for instance is yeah. just that like he gets so much personality both in his singing and in just these lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the first in the third verse, he said, "I'm t- I, I'm tired of you nigglets asking me where's the new music. You'll get it when I release it and it's mixed." <laughs> like, which song is that? I'm trying. To, I'm, I remember hearing it. Which track is that one? I'm trying to remember. It's the it's... very first one. It's mixed. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Get the fuck up out of my kitchen. That's literally the opening line. Like, what? yeah, who would think to write it's, that? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, he's hilarious. I think that is yeah, that is the one thing that I took the most from it. That like, I love an artist. So, you know, like, especially with like R and B singers, R and B male singers particularly. Yeah, you know, tend to have a bit too seriously. Yeah, it's like they're stepping into a role, like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like that he's not doing this. And I really like that he's um like he just talks so boldly. Mm. I thought unashamedly about like about like gay experiences, like queer experiences. Yeah, it's, I love uh, that so much. It's great. This is really, it's just really, it's just, really, it's just yeah. really exciting album. Like, and, and, yeah. and his passion comes through. I love it, man. Woo. I definitely want to see him live that, at some point. Oh, one hundred percent. I was gonna say I always think that like when it comes to like talking about like sex and sexuality and sensuality, it's always like there's always like two extremes. There's always like you know, like the Supremes, like, oh, baby boy, my baby, like really <laughs> like sweet and innocent. Stuff, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, or there's, um, or there's Kaya, which is like fucking like my neck, my back, <laughs> it, my pussy and my crack. A bitch like me, my like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is That's an enduring hit, you know. Like, I still listen to that now. It's just, what a marvellous piece of music, literally. It's, <laughs> it's a great but tune. I think it's hard to... <laughs> I think it's hard to find one that like hits a happy medium, and I yeah. think this this is one. I'd say that Whole Tales by Jasmine Sullivan is another. Yes, but I would say that this is a bit more creative than Jasmine yeah. Sullivan's. I know you love her. I know you love her. I do. I do. Yeah, but you know, I can I can I can take you know critique of anyone. That's fine. Um, yeah, but no, I think yeah, she she did it well on Whole Tales, definitely. And I think it was a nice surprise mm-hmm. because her other stuff, I've she's actually sung about stuff. She always sings about relationships and heartbreak and stuff and love and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is the first like, explicit I was project, I guess. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was so surprised. Like when I heard it, when I saw the album title, I was like, okay, this is a different direction. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you talk about like, oh, like my, my man don't love me, love me back. Is decent. Oh yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> and, then, and then she said basically, like, you know, she starts paying his rent because the dick's so good. Paying his rent because the dick's so good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about the other day, like. Uh, what would a man have to do to make you pay this person's rent? Pay this nigga's rent? What would he have to do? <laughs> and she's talking about turning up in the middle of the night with a trench coat on as well. I was like, oh, Jasmine. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> like, she, that ever, like, whatever did that, that bitch must have been seeing stars, man. Like, yeah. when... <laughs> can I just say, so even though, obviously, I think I considered, I think we considered this album, didn't we? Like, as to, in our, like, long list, short list kind of transition. But, um, I don't I don't know how how much you remember that album or the because only it's a few months ago it came out. But um do you know Ari Lennox, her little out her little outtake on the album, her tale? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Because she's mm-hmm. saying a similar thing, like saying that oh, you know, basically the guy, the sex was crazy to the point where mm-hmm. she's she's ready to give up her career and like, you know <laughs> yeah. saying that like, yeah. the Duke could talk to her mad any which way and she'd just accept yeah. it because, <laughs> because... <laughs> I was like, Wow like, I pray one day I can I can you know find something as good as that bloody hell. Like... Honestly, Kieran, Kieran, you, you don't. That is that is. Let me tell you, that is one fucking double-edged sword. You know how many people I know who have been undone by a good pussy? Who have been undone by a good dick? You know how many people <laughs> that like that can that can bring down governments? Okay, bring down country, bring down governments. I know, like the consequences are bad, but like you know, to actually experience it sounds like you know. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's like something to really look forward to, but no, I, I, that that's a great little product as well. But um, 
Let me tell you a story, Kieran. Sorry. Another one sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you remember I told you about this about uh, the guy who I met after Glastonbury one time. This guy was very so we never like we didn't fuck at all like at all, but like he was very adept with his mouth, so to speak. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, the first time we met. He was being, like, really shady. Like, he was a person that, like... You know the people who you told you tell about on Grindr who, like, pop up, say hello, want to meet, but then when mm-hmm. they're not on it, they they uh, delete their profile. Like, they can't, they delete their profile, so you can't find them until they contact you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was doing that with me, and I thought he was kind of weird. But then every time he popped up again, he showed me a photo... And his ass was just probably the best ass I've ever seen before in my life. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I want to so, see him now. Carry on. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't. It was like, honestly, it was, it was like a porn star trying to see me. So um, we agreed to meet. I go to him. He makes me like hide away in some bathroom because apparently I can't go up to his room for whatever reason. <laughs> So then he takes like he takes it out, starts like doing doing a thing. When I tell you, Kieran, like I was so turned on that like my legs were vibrating like shit. And you scratching the walls, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! A shaky leg orgasm. Yeah, yeah, like oh, it was yeah. And then, so, it's like, I didn't last that long. Usually, I last quite long. Like, when having sex, I didn't last very long at all then. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we did the deed. I, like, cleaned myself up, left again. Then he would, then we were texting. And I was like, I'm still a bit horny. And he was like, come back then. For the same day? Oh, wow. Back, like, yeah, I came back <laughs> five minutes off and did the whole thing along again. <laughs> but, yes, um, that... That was, we hooked up about three times altogether, mm-hmm. three or four times, until at the end of that, um, of that sex session, mm-hmm. he certainly told me that he'd never, he'd never um, hooked up with a black guy before, uh... which, yeah, I was like, that's a weird, that's a fucking weird comment, but like, <laughs> Bit of a killer, I it? just... I just ignored it. To be with you, Kieran, I ignored mm-hmm. it. I met him up again, I was like, this is a weird comment. But I'm enjoying the same. <laughs> it's, 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 it's frustrating because you hear that that comment quite a lot, but then it doesn't always necessarily mean you're dealing with someone who's an idiot. It, sometimes, sometimes people yeah. just mention it, and it's like you know they just feel a bit embarrassed, and it's I don't know. It depends. Like it's not always like a, a straight up signal of someone that you wouldn't really want to be messing around. With. He was well. He well. It turned out he was. Ah, okay. So and, uh, <laughs> after yeah. So I remember after about the fourth time maybe. He did his, his normal thing of like coming, like um, deleting his profile, mm. deleting his profile, and um, and then coming back up again. And then one day I'm on the grid and I see someone being like looking for BBC. God, yeah. And something, something in my mind told me that like, this was the guy. This is the guy. And the guy texted me, doesn't he? Texted me, uh-huh. did the same as before. Sent me his fake pic. Sent me his whole pic. Mm-hmm. But I saw this BBC thing. And I was just com- completely turned off. It's completely a massive turn turned off, off. It? It's a massive turn Yeah, off. so just, yeah. I would like to him, like, that's an interesting profile you've got there. And um, he was like, oh, yeah. Um, he said to me that if you have a BBC, that's what, that's what he said to me. And I, I said to him that if you said this one the first time, that we would never would have, we never would have hooked up the, fir- the first time. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I never even thought about it like that. When you're up to me, he never, he never, oh, 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 wow, yeah, so that's nice. So, as we were saying, like, kind of thing, like, (laughs) 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 and then when we were to meet, but I just like, I had to block him after that because no sex, like, no, no sex is is worth, is worth that, yeah. Also, I don't want to be on problem too much of a tangent, but when you hear that, right, when people. I've just thought, what other race gets that as like it's like a, it's just like a commonly accepted abbreviation, and everyone just seems to be mm-hmm. cool with it. I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's so fucked up that people it's just it's acceptable to say that like it's just like it's actually got its own like you know is it acronym? What is it? You know you or, yeah. It's got, yeah. Like it's mad that doesn't happen with anybody else like in that context to the point mm-hmm. where like it just rolls off people's tongues. You see it so many times. As soon as if someone pops up with that right, 
instant blocking right now. Instant block. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't care how attractive you are. It's just such a turn off when someone, that's literally the only thing they like about you. It's just that. Like, it's... Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Well, apparently, I was a fucking person who turned him on to... I'm not even going to say I'm not going to say the, the rest of it. It seems like, oh. yeah. But like, you know, you can't... Sometimes you can't vet everybody, especially if it's, just, if it's, like, if it's quickly arranged like that. People can hide who they are in, in these apps and stuff, so I wouldn't feel bad. Mm. About, well, you know, you got something out of it. Well, you got a queer thing. There we are, there we are. He must live nearby you, right? Was he like in a two, a five-minute vicinity of, like on foot or something? I'd say about a 10, 15-minute walk away. Okay. Yeah, that's was. Went back for seconds on the same day, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the same day. It was like 10 minutes later. I know, yeah. That's also all. That's what it's Besides that, like, wow. Oh, 10 minutes? I thought you meant like you went home, like, you know, you chilled for a bit, like, and then like... Oh, no, no, no. 90 minutes went past or something? Yeah, no, no. I was walking home. He texted me. I texted back being like, I'm still, I'm still horny. He didn't even reach a yard. Did a one eighty. Well, it must have been really good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Louise. Right. Shall we? Move I think on. It, yeah. I think it's, I think it's time for your, for your second album, Ainsley, which actually leads nicely on Duran, doesn't um, it? We haven't. Yeah, I didn't rate um, Duran. Duran. Oh, we didn't. Oh, sorry. Didn't. What would you, What would you give it then? Right. I'm interested. I'm tempted to give it the same as you would give. Um, King, but like I don't want to do I don't want to do like um the points. So I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Okay. I think it's a really good album. I think it's worth listening to. Mm-hmm. I think like, excuse me, the production actually sounds like it's a bit from a few years ago. So like more like 2017, 2018. And mm-hmm. I say that because like, there isn't so much like you know with a lot of um a lot of contemporary songs now. There's so much 808 in it. Yeah. That's like that's basically used, that's used now in place of a baseline, and in this one. Yeah. Rem- sorry, you know, eight to eight. The amount of times I come across mm-hmm. it, and I'm, I've, I still always forget what is it a drum sound like? What is the eight to eight sound like? The, yeah, it is. So you know, trap music, for instance, eight to eight is prominent, prominent on it. So it's the thing that gives trap because you know I love a trap banger. Is it that thing? Oh, yeah. It's really hard to pinpoint in my head. It's kind of like it's, it's like, like bass and drum mixed like... together. Yeah, and it's like electronic sound. It's like a dun, and um, and that is like the eight to eight sound is. Well, here's a here's a great um. So you know um, Love Lockdown by. Um, by Kanye West. Ooh, Andy, you can't be referencing dun, 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 dun. You know I'm not big. Oh, right, you know so... I'm not big on Kanye knowledge. <laughs> Alright, so um, what about Deja Vu by Beyonce? Oh, because she says it in the start, doesn't she? 808. Yeah. Bass, hi-hat. Yeah, yeah alright. So which, I'm trying to think. So is, is it and the bass like, bit or is it the drum dun, bit? Done, done. So it's, so it's like it's like bass, but it's like a, yeah, it's like a bass, but it's like electronic mm-hmm. bass sound. It's mad because... usually like... Mm-hmm. Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, because in Deja Vu, I listened to the bass line in that. And it's um, it's a weird one because obviously it's it's not a real bass, but it's it the way it's played, it's very much I could very much imagine it just being playing on a normal bass. I don't know. Oh. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know I'm gonna have to do some research properly because it's still not. I I can never get a solid idea. Like, even people give examples of like, this song, this song, this song, this song, that song. I don't have a solid idea in my head. A solid idea in my Honestly, head about of 808 song, 808 sound. When like when you pinpoint the 808 sound in a song, mm-hmm. it's gonna be everywhere. You'll be fucking sick of it if it's That's the, basically the sound if it's the bass you get in if you get it the, if it's the bass you get in trap music then i know what it is kind of thing in a lot yeah basically yeah that's it like um down in the dm by your guy there is um mm-hmm. praise the lord it must be in that surely by asap rocky and um mm-hmm. skepta it must be in that the way i used to bang out that song in 2018 i love that song <laughs> mm-hmm. right but we must move on though um yes two We've still got two more albums to discuss. Um, Serpent with Feet. Deacon. Yes. So, do, so do, shall I start speaking about this, or do you want to get the ball rolling? What I can think? give a good, yeah, give a good introduction again. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Serpent with Feet, Deacon. This is his second album, his sophomore album, as a lot of um, American journalists like to say. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's a follow-up to 2018 album Soil. If anyone had ever listened to anything by Serpent With Feet before, I think like his music typically is quite dark. Um, the rhythms in the songs are quite jangly. So it, um, it's really spooky. Mm-hmm. And I think that quite quite goes with his look. Like um, usually um, when you see him visually, he's like um, very dark clothes. He had like a massive um, a massive septum piercing. He had like covered in tattoos. He had a tattoo on his neck saying Deacon and a tattoo of a pentagram mm-hmm. on his um on, like on the side of his head. And I know with like his look and all the stuff that he's into, like it definitely had like some bits of the occult in it, so Oh wow. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, so um he released a I think it's twenty seventeen, but um you could correct me if I'm wrong released a um, EP called Blisters, that's before Soil, and there was a bit of that in it. Yeah, so it's like, it kind of, it's not like, whole, like two feet deep into it. Mm-hmm. It's not like Little Nas X, like, um, fucking, <laughs> he's a cookie tea. <laughs> he's Eloy. Yeah, it's not like, out. yeah. Anyway. We'll it's not like him, it's yeah. not like him, like, fucking giving a lap down to Satan. But there definitely is, like, is some of that imagery about in his music. And honestly, like, I think I've said this before, that's kind of what put me off him to be, to begin with. Mm. I mean, taking, like, his artistry aside, does anything to do with, like, the devil or Satan Wait, or just, Satanism? I've just clocked, right? Serpent with feet. Is that not from the first in, in the Bible? You know, the snake that mm. tempted Eve? Remember the yeah. snake? The snake had legs first of all, and then the and then yeah. when he betrayed him, God said, "Oh, it takes away your feet because he's um, in your crawl on your belly." Yeah. But even his name's demonic, surely. E. Yeah. I'm just well, clocked that just now, isn't it? That's, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a biblical reference, isn't it, to um, Satan yeah. at the beginning of time? Wow. Yeah. And like I've read, like I've read interviews with him before, where he talked about things like that because I think. Um, the actual artist, I think, like, he, how was that, where he learned to sing and learned to do music was, like, in the church and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. he still tries to put some of that in what he does in his music. Yeah. Anyway, it's in, so... It's interesting, because I haven't actually, on. I didn't, um, I've not done any background research on him, I don't know a thing about him, I just listened to this album, like, how many times? Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know all this. I thought with yeah. this then, so I'd say, again, I need to spend, more, like, all these albums, right? I've I've listened to a fair few times, but I just need to spend more time with them. This one's nice because it's not mm-hmm. too long. You know, I love like a thirty odd minute album. I love a thirty odd minute album because it's, it's it's good for my mm-hmm. shitty concentration span. But mm-hmm. I thought with this, I thought it was it's very tender, um, in a lot of the mm-hmm. lyrics as well. Um, he mm-hmm. he sings about sex explicitly, but it's done in a very tasteful way, I think. And I think he kind of captures. There's a particular like there's a particular brand of masculinity that I associate being black and being gay. And especially mm-hmm. with him, like being African American specifically, and I, I think he really, I like how his music kind of captures that definitely. And it's something I'm not used to hearing again, like in song form or just so like um, so openly. And it's, I think it's really nice, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I thought, um, yeah, it's just uh, it just makes me want to find a black husband and live happily ever after. This album does. I love it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's great. Like, <laughs> I saw a tweet actually about that. That. Um... That um, I think I can't remember what it, what you were saying. It was something like that. Um, I know Serpent with Feet is like a con artist because he makes gay love sound like sound like it's so good, it's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 um, when men are trash, right? <laughs> yeah. like a snake oil salesman or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if but, he's um, sing, I don't. I wonder if he's singing about a relationship or about just like flings here and there. I'd be interested to know. It. Uh, it would spawn the lyrics, and I think the re- one of the reasons why I wanted to to, to showcase this one in particular mm-hmm. is because, like, from the way it sounds, it sounds like it's still it's it's. I want to say it's a very interesting album. I I love hearing it. It's very easy to listen to, mm. but compared to his other stuff, it sounds more conventional. Mm. So stand alone, I think like yeah, it's really easy to listen to. It's very tender, but when you put it against all of his earlier work it then becomes something even new. 
because mm. his album Soil 2018, which again I think is brilliant, I think it's excellent, but that is just so different. Like, if um, Soil is, n- is nice, this is day, mm. and in Soil, he talks more about like troubles and tribulations, he talks about like, um, he talks about just things that are just really hard, like, um, like, in, like hard emotions, rejection, mm. um, bad mental health in it. And like I said, and in Soil, in the 2018 album, the production just makes it seem just harder, more aggressive, still very artistic. Still, like, um, one of the things about Serpent Miss Feet is just his voice is just, like, caramel. He has, like, a really wide vibrato as well, which mm-hmm. kind of gives a unique sound to it, which lends itself to pretty much anything that he does. With that album, like, because it was all surrounded by, like, such hard rhythm, such, like, um, offbeats, like... Um, it sound like doors creaking and mm. it have like um just like feel like um like the feel that you're in the woods somewhere it's dark it's scary it's a bit dramatic and this is like just flipped on its head if you feel like you're down and the darkness in the album you feel like you're soaring high with this one this is like sandy beaches and like you know mm-hmm. like uh, late summer or maybe autumnal being in a park, yeah, like you can imagine the grass which you be, mm-hmm. uh, under your toes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like walking on a beach side, yeah, mm. and like all of the like all of the lyrics in it, I think are just like really gorgeous, <laughs> like really sweet, Ooh. a bit like even a bit cheesy, a bit corny. They, but it works though, doesn't it? Like um, mm-hmm. the first two tracks in particular, I like. You know, same size shoes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I really like that one because he's talking about Black Love, isn't he? But he does it very indirectly mm-hmm. with the lyrics, and I, I think that's really clever how he does it. Like, me and Definitely. Me the same it's, um, yeah, it's great. Like, it's strange because he's saying, he said all this thing about the occult and like how like rough and like kind of, um, tough his first album was, but I had none of this for context. I just thought, oh, this is guy, like, you know, it's quite a romantic guy. <laughs> yeah. But, but, so yeah. I, I guess I'll have to go back and listen to, like, his, his early stuff then, from what you're saying, like, mm-hmm. to get an mm-hmm. idea. But this yeah. is, um, like, I think at, when on first listen, I kept thinking this is not really singing to you. I think I even said to you, didn't I? Because uh, he recommended yeah. it a while ago, and I probably gave it, like, mm-hmm. one, one and a half listen to something. Mm-hmm. And I was just said, I remember saying, I oh, need some more time to listen to spend, I need to spend more time with it, a few more listens, and then we've done it for this like sort of official like album review kind of episode. And um, no, I, I like it. Ainsley. I've been converted. It's like I said, okay. I don't usually go for things that are super super chill like this and and, and King were. Like usually the albums mm-hmm. are really like they'll have a mixture of like uh, different tempos, but this one is um, it works. It's like gentle, and it's not it's not so long that you probably that you get bored of it. I think it's it's the right amount of mm-hmm. the right length of time. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think the songwriting is just so, like I said, just so beautiful. Mm. Like, I think that, um, like, one of the lead tracks, Amir, from it, basically describes, like, me in a relationship. Or me, not me, not me in a relationship, but me, like, in the dating stage, like, getting into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I'm just getting up the lyrics now. Which one to, uh, um, I mean, let me have a look. Drop my memory. So, yeah, so, it's, like, um... Oh, okay. I yeah, can like, hear it in my head now that I'm reading lyrics. Yeah, like, do you like beer or do you like rosé? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, when's the last time you cut a rug? Um, tell me tell me all your corny jokes. I want to hear about your faults. I want to, like, it, like, I want to, like, know more about you. Get this to is, know, like, in get the... To know more about you. Not quite the honeymoon period because you're not, you know, they're not official yet, but, like, just, you know, the kind of excitement of finding someone who you don't know much about and you're looking forward to finding more stuff about them. And there's that kind of mm-hmm. like clean slate, so you don't know their bad qualities yet, and it's like it's all sunshine yeah. and daisies. I like that he captures it well, though. It's nice. He does, yeah. He and does. It's, um, and and he, I think the lyrics, like you, you can, you can feel like the modern lifestyle from what he's asking for in the lyrics as well. So I like it. Yeah. Mhm. And I think just because he speaks like it, like just like um Durand, Durand Bernard, because he speaks just so just like so explicitly about like about black, gay, black queer relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't think I love that, and because he speaks about them so positively, we get images, we get um, we get music, we get art that we just don't really see that much. Yes, you know, exactly. like we always hear about, like I said, we always hear about like the fucking, the fighting, the man <laughs> cheating on me and doing mm. this and other. I'm on this on this guy's side dick, on this guy's side bitch, but yeah. like never actually like just some tenderness. Yes, and that's nice to hear. I like that. I, I really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's good. I, I like what we've come up between us. With I think I didn't deliberately want to choose like a. Well, I, I thought I wanted to choose like a, a black. It'd be nice to choose like a black queer artist because you did as well. And I thought, well, shall mm-hmm. I as well? But then when Duran came to me, I, that was just more of a case of I want this album anyway, like without trying to fill certain criteria. Mm-hmm. Um. No, this is good. Well, yeah. I think from what you said, I have to go back and listen to his other stuff now. Now that you've given me this contest, mm. Serpent with Feet, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't plot the reference until now, literally. <laughs> wow. But, um, <laughs> um, he does the song. He has a song featured here, Heartstorm by Nail, and mm. well, Hot Dog Heartstorm featuring Nail. Yeah. And I think that is just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So if there's one song from the album that you should listen to, it should be Heartstorm. And that, yeah, that should be the last thing I say about it. Okay. Uh, do you want to give it a score, Keith? Ooh. Um, hmm. Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think for songwriting, I'd give it eight and a half. For, like, overall, I'd probably give it a seven, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's a tricky one. But I'm going to leave my answer at that, like, kind of split in half like that. But cool. Right. So. Okay. Now we're on to the main event. Okay, last but not least, by no means least. <laughs> <laughs> pretty AB, pretty, pretty AB. Uh, we've got Azealia Banks, <laughs> our favourite mu- villain of the music industry. Iconic lady. So, Broke with Expensive Taste, uh, released in November 2014. So, I believe, like, um, this album had been a long time in the making. And also, to note, this is her only album she's done. She's, she's had a few mixtapes. Uh, the Fantasia mixtape, which like Fantasy mixtape. Uh, and Fantasy ending in S-E-A, because she's big on, like, mermaid themes and stuff. And that is a great mixtape. Um, she's done a Slazy mixtape. Uh, there's another one I keep forgetting. But anyway, like, I I discovered Azealia in 2015 from some beef she had at the time. So I, I, I've mm-hmm. discovered it via Naturally. beat properly, but then I, I listened to music and I was like, oh my god, this is actually... I said, back in 2015, right, so I was definitely like, you know, throwback king, like I literally barely listened to any new music at all. And she was someone that I found, I thought, oh wow, this is a modern artist and I'm just, I'm just loving everything. But this album, it's it's got a lot of different styles on it, but they kind oh. of work. I like how Rough Around the Edges it kind of is, because it's, it's, like, I think someone else could do it and it would feel like everything's thrown together, but this really works, mm-hmm. I think. Um... Mm-hmm. One of my favourite tracks. So give me a chance. I love it when she sings in Spanish. Oh, love it. Obviously, two one two. Like it's mad because obviously I'm a big Azealia fan, but two one two as as amazing as it is, like it doesn't pop to her. I think those favourite songs by Azealia, heavy metal and reflective. I've always loved. Like I just literally the her rapping on that is amazing. Um, Soda, chasing time, luxury, miss and more, and miss camaraderie. Like it's just. I can't, there's too much to pick about, like, tracks I've loved, and, and this is a song, this is an album I've loved, like, for years, like, probably started this mm-hmm. to about 2015, as I say. Um, but Ains, I'm very interested to know what you think about the album, how you found it, as someone who knows a lot about her, but hadn't necessarily listened to much of her music up until now. Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> I actually really, really enjoyed the album. No. I like it as much as I... <laughs> I mean... People I've been trying for six years to tell me it's good though to give a music a listen. Like, <laughs> it is so it's so good. I think uh, what you said about it being like rough around the edges is right. Mm. Like um, with all the three albums that we've talked about um, on this episode so far, you can tell that like each one like they had a concept, they had a theme. They mm. wanted to like kind of see that from the beginning to the end. This album to me just sounds like what Azalea Banks, she must have been what, 24, 25 when the album was coming out. I guess you were saying that it was a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of, she was like, she just wanted to hear, she wanted people to hear what she had. Yeah. So you are right, there's like such a mix of styles, um, mm-hmm. such a mix of things that have gone into it, but I think altogether it comes out so well. And I mm-hmm. think that's because it's just like backed by just such great rapping. Yeah, there's such like such talent, such lyrical flow. Mm. It's yeah, it's I can't yeah, like I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this day for so long. You lot don't understand. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and like, if I didn't know before, I knew that Azalea Banks was from New York. Mm-hmm. But if I just listened to that album from the first time. I would know that I would know from the from the um, yeah. from the production that it's 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 very New York. Yeah. 
um, for the past week, like me and um, and my boyfriend, we've been watching, you know, Legendary on HBO Max. Oh, like the Vogue reality TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the ballroom show. And obviously there's, uh, there, there's uh, lots of balls on it. There's so much Vogue in. Yeah. And so, like, because that Vogue has been in my mind, like, all week long, I've been listening to, like, her tracks and, like, like imagine myself <laughs> doing, like, a duck walk or, like, yeah. Yeah, like doing a catwalk to me. <laughs> Now she's got some very like vogable tracks. I don't know, I don't know if you've heard Fierce 100%. from from her fancy mixtape Fierce. That's like the one that everyone always listens, um always listens to because it's uh, yeah. But I'm trying to think like so which which have you got the track list up there? What's uh, I'm literally what getting of... the track list though. Yeah, I was interested to know which ones you kind of um you enjoyed the most. Uh, so list. to think so I guess because what you were saying before about like uh, um a. A, a, a succession of songs I'd say mm-hmm. from the first one I do, like Idol Delilah 2212 mm-hmm. I like all of those songs mm. I think they're all good yeah I can't remember which one is the one that's like really electronic I was actually just listening to it um, while we're on the way to, on, on the way not, to do it, it but distorted distorted shouting is it I think so yeah maybe that'd be probably Young Rapunzel the one where she holds a megaphone and a microphone um um, yeah, so Chasing Time and Luxury. But, like, there are more good songs on here than, just, than bad. Yeah. I don't think there's I don't think there's a filler track on it. Yeah. I love, for me, Miss Amore and Miss Camaraderie. Like, mm-hmm. be- like Miss Camaraderie is beautiful. Like, I just... Oh. And if you notice, if you, like, Luxury, if you hear, like, mm-hmm. the kind of the backing vocals at the start of Luxury, they're the same ones that started Miss Camaraderie. Um, mm-hmm. And the ones I used to hear, I'm thinking it sounds nice, like the singing's nice, but then I looked at the lyrics and the way she like flows from line to line, how one line kind mm-hmm. of like fizzles out, but it's kind of connected to the next line. It's um, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's amazing. But what's so mad with her is that when you talk to her, like, or, sorry, when you see her talking and stuff, you'd have no idea she comes up with this kind of music. Like, just, there's such a mm-hmm. disconnect between when you talk mm-hmm. to her and stuff. But she's got all this like artistic creativity in her head. Which obviously mm-hmm. comes through in like her personality and stuff. Like, I just wouldn't expect this like to be the music that she does. Yeah, and um, definitely. That's why it's mad. And like you know when um you know back when she used to be like really like infamous like, basically when she had a Twitter account, and yeah. people were like well, why is she always like why do people listen to watch this? I was like like because like, people haven't listened to music. Like it's because the music's so good. That's the reason why. Despite all she said, like if she was a shit artist, people wouldn't pay attention to her. They pay attention mm-hmm. to all these crazy rants that she used to have because. They were like, wow, she's really fucking talented kind of thing. But you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it, though. So she kind of hides it when she talks and then you just listen to her music. Like, oh, wow, like, it just blows me away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping now you can but understand no. why I'm obsessed how I am. But, like, yeah. She's got... But I feel so... like 90% of her followers are gay, though, to be fair. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her music... Like, I was thinking this before. Like, her music is gay as hell, to be fair. It's very, very queer. So that doesn't surprise me that she has, like, such a big gay following. Yeah. I mean, the woman is still problematic as hell, man. Absolutely. The only thing about her... So she said bare racist shit. She said, like, fat-phobic things. She even said some homophobic things, to be honest with well, you. She definitely said... She's covered pretty much all prejudice and saying, like, just... Yeah. She has, yeah. Get out of the checklist. Like, she has. So, like, it makes me, like... It, it really puts me in, like, a bit of a strange position that, like, she has, she has this debut album. It is, like... But it's really good. I I I think I would describe like as a bank at this at this time as kind of like a rough diamond, like an uncut diamond. Mm. Yeah. I think like from the personality. I mean, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs, like what went on or things like that. But from the way it it, it doesn't really seem as if like trying to make her as like a Cardi B type character was ever gonna work for her. Oh but never I no. Do, I do think that like a mid or lame where she can like express her art whether she wants to. And still, like, does not getting so much beef, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, she yeah. could, so she could get producers, like, signed onto her work. Labels will still want to want to uh, want to push it. I think there's like a middle ground that could have been that could have been gone, yeah. which I don't think she can now. Just no, no, she is definitely not. I mean, everyone always said if she'd actually if she played the game, she'd be absolutely huge, like huge, like. Mm-hmm. But then she wouldn't be who she is, and also. Um, I'm sure she said before that age has gone on social media. She was just like, I'm not fussed about coming up with music that's like radio friendly because it's just not her style. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've always said like when people, I get if people don't like her music, I can understand that if it's not to their taste, but like 
no one's gonna try and say her music shit like because it just isn't but i think and i think she's comfortable like coming up with stuff that isn't going to be like loved by loads and loads of people and yeah i, I like that she doesn't really come up with things like radio friendly I, I feel like i had to like work quite hard to get into some of her tracks on the album on this album definitely um mm-hmm. and i like that as well i think her music's challenging a lot of the time not always obviously mm-hmm. there's some stuff she's released such as like you know She's just talking about gangbanging or whatever, like as in like you know shooting mm-hmm. places up and stuff, or just or just taking drugs. But there's some things on this are like I know like Soda deals with depression, um, Miss Camaraderie. I'm trying to remember like I still there's still there were still songs on this album that I need to like. I don't like to like read lyrics. I'm thinking this art, you know, the the art form was intended to be listened to. But then mm-hmm. some other thing I need to throw in the towel. Like just sit down and look at the lyrics and just see what she's really talking about because. It's very like a lot of the looks are very cryptic, but they're beautiful when like you actually get past that that first layer. I'm like wow, like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. big fun. No, I was um, <laughs> very pleasantly surprised by her. Um, I was ready to dislike it to one of you. Um, I like, you know like when you don't, you, like, you don't want to like something. Like I hate listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh, I wanted to listen to it because I knew it'd be a good idea, and I knew it would like it would be a good conversation. Mm-hmm. But like fucking Azalea Banks, man. She's just oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the typical Azalea conflict. It's like oh, she's she's awful, but the music slaps kind of thing. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. You kind of have to put her with like you know like Kanye West. Mm. A bit like that. Like I mean, I feel like the stuff that he's said about people is a bit more extreme than Kanye West. Oh, definitely, because he doesn't really go for personal attacks so much, does he? Like, no, as, yeah. yeah, he doesn't. No, he doesn't personally attack people. But he just says like provocative things. Yeah, things that he knows will rile people up. Because it's interesting, because like, people make, people make the comparison between them and say, "Oh, you know, uh, if she was a man, she wouldn't get the stream." I'm thinking it, it's not as linear as that because while I do agree that she probably gets more shit because she's a dark skinned black woman. Like the things mm-hmm. she has said, like I can't think of anyone else who's who's gone in such depth. And like the thing as well, because she's because she's so creative. When she insults people, it's like it's like impressively it's like impressively foul. Like because it's yeah, because <laughs> like, <laughs> he says yeah. things and like they're awful, but you kind of laugh because it's so like creative what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, I'd love to meet her though. Uh, like. Genuinely, I've always found her such to be such a fascinating person. From that first interview I watched in 2015, and then getting into her music, I've just always thought she was just literally a fascinating human being. Like, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, there we are. Well, um, it's since we've been doing it for the rest of them, I will give both with expensive taste a score, and I will give it an eight out of okay. ten. That's okay. the highest we've given so far. There we are. So. Um. I think, what could it improve on? Actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to try and say, like, oh, we should have proved mm-hmm. this or that and the other. I'm just going to, like, take it for what it is. I thought it, I was really impressed with it, hugely impressed with it. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely shows off, like, Azalea Banks' talent. I think all of the songs sound good in some way or another. It's, yeah, I think it's a great piece of work, to be honest with you. Yeah. There we are. I was surprised. I thought I thought you'd like it, but I didn't think you'd well, really like it. I think you're saying, but pleasant surprise. Yeah, like, well, it's got everything I'm needing it. Like, it's got what? Well, it's got it's got great beats in it. It's got great rapping in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really that much to not like about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I guess like, because she does like the lyrics, for instance. Sometimes does got just um, go on a bit. Um, what like but vulgar. Mm. But I don't, I don't really mind that to be honest with you. So, yeah, I don't mate, mind that. I've always at all. loved like when it comes to her flow, heavy metal and reflective. I don't know if you watched the music video for it, but heavy metal and re- heavy no. metal and reflective yeah. is just oh, just sublime, man. Like the way I used to, I used to rinse that shoe. <laughs> it's just, it's just a very yeah. exciting piece of music and just like the wordplay. And it's just like when I like when I listen to her like rap like. It's like I can, it's like I can just see like a. It's like in my head. I see these like constant ping pong ball bouncing off her lips, just the way she like enunciates everything. It's just oh, I love it. Ugh. So, I guess right. that will um, pivot us to our spotlight. So this week's spotlight is an organisation called Hidayah LGBT. They provide support, education, and welfare for the Muslim LGBT plus community, as well as friends and family. Um, they are an international organisation and they have a, a team in the UK. And we've actually been in touch with um, with 
a representative from uh, from the organisation. Mm-hmm. And they wanted us to shout out um, a future event they have on, that is on the 6th of June, which I believe is Sunday. So Sunday the 6th of June 2021, between 6th and 7.30. And it's a LGBTQ plus interfaith virtual event. They describe it as a discussion on the mind, body and soul for the LGBTQ plus people of faith. Um, and I think it's just like, it's a, basically a time where people get together from multiple, multiple faiths, mm-hmm. talk about their faith, talk about their queerness, and um, talk about how they, how they all impact you, how they all interrelate. So yeah, they're focusing on mind, body and soul. So uh, a focus on mental health and well-being, healthy eating and exercise, and spirituality in the form of faith, religious experiences, and belief. Nice. So, if anyone has any interest in that, they should um, check out Idaya LGBT. Um, we will put the link to the event right um, at the end of our show notes, so you can get it there. We will also be uh, putting it on our socials, so um, you can see there, we'll be linking to, uh, to their website, so everyone should definitely check that out. Amazing. So, yes, uh, that's, that's it. We're we're ready. We're done. <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you find? How did you find listening to these two albums, Key? I really enjoyed. I, I, I loved all four. I mean, to be fair, the only one I actually knew was um was it was wrote with expensive taste with Durand's. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of new to me as well. But I've been, I've enjoyed it, and, and like I, said, I need to listen to it even more, like because it's mm-hmm. for me it takes a long time to really get to grips with an album, definitely. And I yeah. think it's maybe because I don't do as much active listening. I need to be more of an active listener than sort of like like letting mm-hmm. the words wash over me kind of thing. But um, yeah, I've yeah. enjoyed it. We should we should definitely do this again, like further down the line, definitely. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. I've really enjoyed it. I think we're definitely gonna do an album review episode like further down the line i think it's been really fun to exchange ideas on on our favorite albums and stuff um we are black boy joy podcast you can follow us on instagram on twitter uh what we're on instagram it's black boy joy podcast on twitter it's blk boy joy pod uh you can uh, listen to us on spotify anchor apple Podcasts google podcast if you do listen to us on apple podcast we'd be very grateful if you leave us a wonderful five-star review um and if there's anything i've left out at all nicely just let me know otherwise yeah yeah that's it um oh um any questions send to blackboyjoypodcast.gmail.com exactly there we are okay get in touch guys like thanks for listening and from myself and Ainsley oh sorry rather from the piece it's pieces <laughs> <laughs> wait what <laughs> right that's good